On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting, this guy. Streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. And have a look at the time. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Really starting to go through his gears. Just continues to raise the bar. <laughs> Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday. It is the 26th of the month and we're looking forward to recapping what a weekend it was. The Golden Rose, of course, the highlight there from Sydney on Saturday and yesterday. Alligator Blood getting the job done at Sandown. Your panel today is Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey. And we're going to take your calls on 135353. You can also give us a text on 0419. 0419- 767272 0419767272 We've got some uh, racing content today in New South Wales at Tamworth and Narendra. There are two meetings in New South Wales. Plus as well we've got it also a meeting must be a public holiday in the west maybe. Well they've got a Belmont meeting today. Uh, so we will check in with Richard Bell a little bit later on. Uh, and uh, they are our three meetings today uh, with Swan Hill being abandoned and obviously that Leeton meeting moving over to Narendra. That's for Thoroughbreds today. Before we get into Punters Post Mortem on this Monday, we've got Tanya Thomas with the latest in scratchings. G'day, Tanya. Morning, Dave. Morning, everyone. Yes, we'll start with Tamworth, where the weather is fine. The track is soft seven. The rail is true, and there are 38 scratchings. The first race there today is at 135. Take out number four, Deep Return. Nine, Seraphice. 10, Susie's Boog, and the emergencies 16 and 17. 4, 9, 10, 16 and 17. Race 2, number 1, Ravalawa. 2, Civil War. 3, Hoku. 8, Willinga Tyson. 11, Borrowed Luck. 14, Shamali, and the emergency 16, 19, and 20. 1, 2, 3, 8, 11, 14, 16, 19, and 20. Race 3, number 7, Irish Kin, and 8, look for options 7 and 8. From race 4, number 4, Denty Queen, and 13, Kyanite. Four and thirteen. Race five, number two, ostracized. Seven, leave me be. Nine, Miss Santorini. Thirteen, entree boo. Fourteen, Ruby Factor. Emergencies nineteen and twenty. Two, seven, nine, thirteen, fourteen, nineteen, and twenty. Race six, take out five, Golden Point. Six, don't forget Monica. Eight, the difference. Nine, defeat. Twelve, pure fuego. Thirteen, PD, and the emergency sixteen. 5, 6, 8, 9, 12, 13 and 16. And from race 7, number 1, Easy Keel. 2, A Tobe. 4, Trumped Up. 5, Casino Lord. 8, Hampton Cove. And 11, Our Boy Malcolm. 1, 2, 4, 5, 8 and 11 from race 7 at Tamworth. Narandara, the weather is overcast. The track is soft seven, the rail true, and there are 16 scratchings. Race one at 155, take out number one, come on, Harry, and three, Ateria, one and three. Race two, number eight, Flying Foxy, and the emergency 12, eight and 12. Race three, number two, Insurgents, and eight, Strength and Honour, two and eight. From race four, number five, Albert's Melody. 
number five. Race five, number five, Al Bareth and the Emergencies, 11 and 12, 5, 11 and 12. Race six, number seven, Young Heart, eight, Zar Snip and nine, Makuba, seven, eight, nine. And from race seven, number one, Brazen Impact, two, A Special Courage and the Emergency, 14. One, two and 14 from race seven, Dave, at Narandera. Beautiful. Thank you very much for that, uh, Tanya. Looking forward to those meetings a bit later on. We'll recap um, the selections after punters post-mortem with our two experts today, of course, Narendra and Tamworth. Ron Duffersey is our uh, first panel. We're going to uh, get to a first panel member on this Monday. G'day, Duff. Yeah, g'day, Dave. How was your uh, How was your weekend, mate? Yeah, it was a good weekend. That's a terrific race, that Golden Rose, and, and we had a worthy winner there, and he was absolutely sensational to do what he did and pick himself off the canvas and throw himself at the line uh, like he did um, is a feather in his cap and he, 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 it's hard to make excuses for horses behind him considering circumstances although there were some very good runs behind him in the same race but he stood alone. He certainly did uh, Dean Lester from our uh, Melbourne studios uh, good morning to you Dino and a Victorian cult getting the job done in the, uh, the Golden Rose, it's a, a big coup for Mick Price and Mick Ken Jr. Certainly was, Dave. Good morning to you. Uh, it was an outstanding plan and an outstanding win with uh, Jack and O. And uh, he just, uh, yeah, he ran the best last 200 of the meeting. So he had to pull out something special and special he did. And, uh, you yeah, know, probably uh, advertised himself as a, as a maybe a, an Everest contender. And Glenn Munsey joins us as well. Glenn, speaking of that Everest, he has trimmed up in the market, hasn't he? Yes, good morning to you, Dave. Good morning to Ronnie. Good morning to Dean and all the listeners. Yes, there was uh, talk there or chatter about uh, Jack and O uh, after he won the Golden Rose on Saturday with the potential uh, you know, interest from uh, slot holders. And uh, he was put up, I think you'll find he was put up around about a $51 chance uh, because I really don't think he was... Um, he was in the market there, but n- not really attracting any great attention. But uh, when the sort of talk started there, he started to firm up. Uh, he's a $15 chance now, and about well, two-thirds of the money we've got on him has come once he uh, went up as that, that $15 chance. But, of course, if he doesn't uh, take his part in the, the Tab Everest on the 15th of October, those monies, of course, are refunded because that is a pre-NOMS market. Dino, let's talk about this uh, horse from a, a Melbourne perspective to start with. He wins the McNeil beating Aft Cameron and Tijuana. Of course, we see Tijuana win on Friday night. We know, uh, or we think that Aft Cameron is, is, is right up there uh, from a Godolphin point of view in, in terms of their uh, big charges down south of the border. Did, um, did he surprise you, um, the way in which he did win that race and the position that he found himself in and, and that he did run that, those sectionals that he did run? He was always going to be where he was, Dave. Uh, he's, he lacks uh, tactical speed, but uh, it was interesting in going to 1,400 metres. I, I thought maybe he was just a run-on 1,200 metre horse, but uh, he lengthened it out to 1,400 metres on Saturday. And uh, like another son of Rubik that ran well in the Golden Rose and then freshened up and, and won the, uh, the Everest in... Yes, yes, yes. It's probably, uh, probably easier for them to just freshen him up and go that path than go to the Guineas two weeks later because he doesn't carry a lot of condition, Duff. He's still quite immature, isn't he? He is. You know, like he, he, he looked a little bit out of place against some of those big, brutal Colts, yeah. you know, your, your Golden Miles and um, Sabanak looks a big, strong sort of a horse and there was others there as well, even Dormier and Mullane with, with really nice Colts. But, 
he was just the weakling of the pack, and but he was the he had the biggest motor. So, I, yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with his form. You know, you 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 go through it. You know, he's placed in a blue diamond, and he showed that he would what he what he could do when he blew uh, aft cabin away there first up and. It looked a lovely target for him. Um, I was never considering... I was just listening along the lines without knowing or delving into his pedigree or anything like that, uh, that he'd just go straight to... This is, a, you know, this is the run he has, the second up, and then he goes third up to the mile. But obviously, he, he might be just a run-on sprinter. Uh, we, we won't know that if he does go to the Tab Everest, but it's a big carrot, you know, he, he, I see he was passed in for 120,000 at Magic Means, so that tells you he wasn't a big slashing colt with a big pedigree, um, and I think the the breeder and the owner, Mr Maxstead, might be yeah. on the Coolmore board. He's the chairman. Um, the chairman, is he? Yeah, yeah, well there you go, it does help, <laughs> it does help if uh, if they're chasing a slot. Uh, what about um, the, the Beaton Brigade, uh, Duff? Um, I want to. Uh, there's already a text here on the text line about Golden Mile. When when you saw Golden Mile in that position that you did in the run, did you think, oh, okay, boy, oh boy, this horse is going to be mighty hard to beat? Um, yeah, you would have thought you got across there easy enough. He didn't probably relax a, uh, perfectly, but it was one of them races. We we're all worried about it. Everyone pre-race was toing and froing. I want to take a sit. I want to take a sit. I want to take a sit. Even even the leader. I think I heard. Uh, John O'Shea say that I want to I want to ride him off the pace a little bit. Uh, so I think he made a decision, uh, Sam Clipperton, and he might be it was the right decision on the day, but he, he might be just better ridden with a little bit of a cover in a fa- uh, in a faster race. But um, he has to be a little bit of a question mark at a mile now. I would have thought. Um, I thought the Phillies with two Tiger. Just frank the opinion that John O'Shea had the head of the horse. He he did run favourite in the lead up um, against Golden Mile when he failed there, Zoo Tiger. So he ran to his um, his ability there, and the fillies were the fillies were all great. I thought In Secret was superb. She, I thought she was gone on the straightening up, but she ran through the pain barrier and and uh, then one for a couple of strides there. You thought she was going to get away with it. Um, fire burn. If she backs up at the mile, she's just a miler. She she just looks a miler to me now. And if she backs up at the mile next week and they get Jari out of the track, she's right in it. Same with She's Extreme. Uh, they can clash again next week and it'll be a very, very competitive race when you when you add Zoo Gotcha and uh, and uh, um, Chris Lisa's filly into the into the equation there as well. A fire, a Wolverine and even Madame Pomery. That's going to be a race with differing opinions that flight stakes come Saturday. Uh, Dino, what about, uh, there's a text here on the text line, Sajardin. What did you think of Sajardin? It's about where he's at at the moment, isn't it, Sajardin? Uh, he, he was okay. Uh, Fireburn's beaten him home again, uh, and she was terrific. Uh, he's he been okay, uh, but uh, uh, just he's got to get back in the winner's stall, doesn't he, Duff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, he, he went well, um, but... He, you know, he he was a boom colt coming into the prep. He's run a couple of not, uh, inconclusive races, I'll say, uh, without threatening. Um, well, the horses that have got the edge at the moment in a couple of runs back. He could have nearly pulled off the hoodwink of the century here, John O'Shea. 
because um, Zoo Tiger, he said, oh, we'd like to ride him, you know, a bit quieter and everything like that. He had led at both of his runs this time in, and everyone says, oh, well, he's going back. Next minute, he's 50-1. to one. He starts favourite in the lead-up race to Golden Mile. Now, Ben Crash Wallet, Ben Mellum says, righto, we're going forward here. Everyone's got uh, under the impression we're not going to go forward <laughs> and nothing else is. He goes, bang, straight across from the outside alley, takes it up, and next minute, everyone's going, hang on. Didn't John O'Shea said we'd like to ride this horse a little bit? No official but, change of tactics. No, he's that's pat, right. Racing Pat in his last two runs have been the lead, and he nearly brought it off. Nearly the supreme bluff, uh, because he didn't go to the stewards and say, I want to ride it clo- uh, back. And he was yep. just, they were just in an earlier week interviews, with he probably without looking at the speed map, and yep. he, he secretly changed his mind, maybe, or maybe the, the jockey did. What do we do uh, with political de- uh, debate, Duff? There's a couple of texts here on the text line. I think a few guys here have had some some futures bets on this horse. Um, have you obviously been disappointed? I went through the stewards' report. I can't see any issue. I know that there was a um, uh, it was steadied from the heels of Fireburn. Um, that's in the stewards' report. But there's no sort of you know nothing in there about a post-race issue or anything like that. What do we do? Oh, look, um, I left Queensland thinking he was the horse uh, that's going to shape right up and be a, be a you know mile 2,000 metre star, but he's done absolutely zero. Zero in everything I've seen. Is um, he in the Jericho? Yeah, that's right. I, I Look, he's done zero in his trials. I watched him in a track gallop. I didn't, wasn't impressed with that. I've watched him in two runs now, and he's done nothing. Um, I'd be very nervous. I'm holding a ticket for anything with him, but um, even though I love the horse, the jury's out. Okay. Uh, and uh, the last text, um, just want to touch on Paris Dior. Your thoughts on Paris Dior and that race? It's just been a messy, messy start to a program. Mm-hmm. And she started off on the heavy track, and then they changed tact with her, and. Um, she drew wide there the other day, and uh, yeah, she had a hard run. Yeah, she had a tough run. It's eighteen past nine on Sky Sports Radio. Give us a call thirteen fifty three fifty three. Let's talk about another big Group One on the weekend, and I'll come to you here, Dino. Alligator blood yesterday in that Underwood. Uh, Zaki looms up on the turn, gives him an eyeball, but um, geez, he's tough this horse, and he maybe maybe well, I'm not saying he had any naysayers, but he he probably proved a few people wrong there to, yesterday. Yeah, well, he's he's evolving uh, into you know a horse beyond sixteen hundred metres now. First go at it, and uh, there he is winning a Group One, and he was tougher for longer. Uh, he was tremendous. Um, it, it just reminds me of probably twenty five years ago when Gay Waterhouse got uh, All Our Mob, who was a Stradbroke winner, and transformed him into a tremendous mile and a quarter horse, winning McKinnon Stakes and Turnbull Stakes and Queen Elizabeths and. Alligator blood's heading that way. He's a Stradbroke winner that's you know was tough yesterday, and he, he's right in the Cox Plate. What did you make of uh, of watching that Underwood yesterday, Duff? Unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, Dino's right. What they this Waterhouse spot team, and um, they just you know they train them to be strong and tough, and and uh, I'm not saying he didn't have the ability ability before he, they got him because he certainly did, but to do what they've done with him and, and toughen him up and, and give him that, you know, that <laughs> Vaux Rogue style, um, it's, a, it's a good asset to have if you've got speed and stamina. And he, well, I thought he beat him on their merits there yesterday. He bluffed them, 
out of the lead. He, he, he's got that aura about him now. Who wants to go and take him on? I won't. Uh, who wants to take him on? Uh, they need someone to take him on, but no one will want to do it because they'll bring themselves undone. Mm. And I agree. He's, um, he's come from... Well, I'm not going to say nowhere, but you're pretty well nowhere to be a, a real live Cox Plate chance. He, he beat the contenders yesterday, but they got one stumbling block, and that's called Animo. What do we do with um, what do we do with uh, with Zaki boys, Duff? Ah, look, he didn't run bad. He he didn't get that. Con- it's a hard any horse that's got to take it up to one of. Uh, uh, the Waterhouse Bot horses up front is is always going to be vulnerable, and he's a control freak, I think. Yep. And he, he he didn't run bad, and he got he seemed to resent just getting that snip across the the, the nose there mm. in the straight. He's a he's a funny he's a quirky horse, so I wouldn't be going home with my tail between my legs if I, if I owned him. I thought Mawanga was tough. And um, the question marks have to be with them. Um, look, I, I was keen on. I'm thunderstruck, and Mr. and Mr. Brightside. They've got to be the queries running the distance out now, looking at that race. Would you, Would you bring Mawonga back and run him in the Epsom next um, Saturday? Uh, I think he's looking for two thousand. I think he's looking for two thousand. It's it's a it's a it's a funny race, the Epsom, though, isn't it? Mm. It certainly is. We've got our first caller on the line. Mark's on the line. G'day, Mark. Hello, Dean. Hello, Mark. Listen, Dean, um, at Caulfield the other week, Zuzarella missed the start. Yeah. Uh, in that 1400 uh, benchmark he, 90. Mate, you think she could we'll just forget about that one? Yeah, she was never in the right spot that day. Um, I don't know what she's going to win over spring, but she's, not, she's going okay. Uh, that was, yeah, once she got where she was uh, in that race... She had very little hope. Okay. Now, look, um, Ron, did you notice the New Zealand horse Pinarello on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, that was a start-off race for him. He's he's obviously here for these... Well, we've got a million for the Craven Plate and all these races now, and I think that might be why he's here. I don't see he's uh, nominated for too much over the spring carnival as far as the, the big races are concerned. So I'd suggest he's here for those big... Uh, money races um, in, uh, in Sydney over the next month or two. He's got a very smart trainer. He's got a very smart trainer. He's <laughs> He's been around a while and uh, he knows what to do and he knows how to pick one up for the right race. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on him um, when he when he steps him up in distance um, next time. Yep. Righto. Thanks a lot. Good on you. Fantastic. Thanks, Mark, for your call. We've got another Mark on the line. Mark from Liverpool. G'day, Mark. What's, hey, um, what have you got? You've already spoken about what I wanted to speak about, Mawunga. Well, I looked up uh, after the race yesterday. One of the mobs had him $50, Surely he's not a $51 chance, is he? You're talking for an Epsom? No, I'm talking for a Cox Plate. Not for a Cox Plate. What do we think there, boys? No, he's overs at 50s, um, considering the result yesterday. Um, I'm not hey. going to knock, knock that. Hmm. He's, he's a little bit shorter with us. He's fifteen dollars with us, so it's a fifty-one round the other way. He might have been fifties before the race. No, he was fifty-one after it. He was fifty-one okay. until last night. He's firmed up now to about thirty-one, I think. Okay, but um, yeah, you're right about. I don't think I'm thunderstruck around two thousand, will he? Mawunga got a length, in, and he got a length in front of Mawunga. Mawunga come again and beat him easy. Now, he, he had to give him a bit of a start there, Dean, and he might have had he used a bit of petrol to. 
to get to them. Um, I think we'll learn next time about him, will we? Yeah, they got very detached, that, that couple of horses out the back. I mean, non-conformist was going to be ridden quite, but, uh, yeah, he conceded a bit of a start there, and I don't know about... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about I'm Thunderstruck. I think... I'd, you'd think he'd get 2,000, but, uh, yeah, jury very much out, and he still wanders about. Like, he doesn't really hold a true line under pressure. He he was OK at Flemington when he, you know, he, he had one horse to chase down, but... Yesterday in a contest, I just, to me, just he wasn't that true over the final stages. I think he was a little bit. If you look at our, our Cox Plate market, Zaki six dollars, Alligator Blood seven dollars, I'm Thunderstruck's eight dollars, and Mawunga and Mr Brightside are fifteen dollars each of two. But surely you'd say that well, of of the you know Mawunga, Mr Brightside, I'm Thunderstruck. You'd you'd would you want to back Mawunga at two thousand rather than I'm Thunderstruck and Mr Brightside? Yeah, possibly. I, you know, I think the going back to Mr. Um, I'm Thunderstruck. Even when he, I thought he was looming to win that Doncaster, and I just thought doubted him. Oh, did you really yeah. finish off at the mile that day? Mm. And then he went to the Queen Elizabeth and didn't run the two thousand there. So yeah, anyway, t- yeah, maybe yeah. he's going. He he could if he. I suppose what's the next lead up? The two thousand meter lead up. Caulfield Stakes or the Might and Power, as they call it. That's, now, yeah. that's where they'll learn how to train him after after that. Yeah. I'd suggest. Right. Yeah. Thanks for your call. It seemed to work. It seemed to work that Sandown meeting yesterday, didn't it? Oh, it's, well, it's it's a terrific track, and uh, they had it in great order. And there's a few things about it. it gave Caulfield a rest before the three days coming up, and uh, we got to see horses properly tested on long straight and on a you know decent track. And uh, yeah, a few well, we just spoke about that race. A few got exposed. Mm. Worked out all right for blokes doing the form, Dean. You're spotting them like beach balls there yesterday. Had a fair day, months. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. That's good. Uh, we've got another caller here, guys. Dave is on the line. Good morning, Dave. Yeah, morning, fellas. Uh, I just wanted to get an opinion from Duff and possibly Dean about this. I was watching uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central yesterday with a mate of mine having a bit of a punt, and uh, there was uh, Paul Joyce was on up at the Sunshine Coast, and uh, there was a maiden race yesterday where. One of them was backed in from about eight to about threes and got the cash, right? It was uh, having a Jack sort of Duncan's start. maiden that hadn't trialled. Hadn't trialled, and Paul Joyce was, was blowing up. He said, oh, they've got to change this. They're, they're, this is, you know, this is the only state that they uh, they don't have to trial. And my mate sitting next to me, he's got a he's got one at the breakers at the moment that's showing a lot of promise, and he just said to me, well, we want to be able to set one up and, and have a bit of a punt. Like, you, you shouldn't have to declare your hand... Before they have their first start, what do you think about it, Duff? And you too, Dean. Well, I think with two-year-olds, you've got to have a look at them. They've got to get a pass and, uh, with a certificate, with a, an official jump out or something, uh, at least. Uh, I don't know the story behind this horse. I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't. Uh, it's a... by Rubik. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Chicks was its name. It was in a maiden yesterday at the Sunshine Coast. Was it a two-year-old? Jack Duncan it? Or, uh, it's a three-year-old. Three-year-old, three-year-old yes. filly. Uh, in a maiden there, so um, yeah, it was well the official uh, QAP flux at ten dollars into four dollars sixty, but it was more than double that into into around about that price. And Paul's comment was the fact, well, you know, how do you know uh, whether this horse has got any ability whatsoever? It's the first time, literally, anybody has seen it, and it's been been a, a talking point for quite a while because. Um, it's the same situation in Victoria, Dean. You, you can have the jump-outs and they're not regarded as official trials with official results. 
and, and they can go to the races without ever, anyone having seen them as such. Whereas in New South Wales, if you want to start in a race, you have to have had an official barrier trial. Yeah, well, we don't have the official trials, Muns, but now the, with the jump outs, they're all recorded and the results are actually recorded. So that's uh, at least something uh, where you can go and watch them uh, and you can get the results and you can see what they trialled against and uh, go from there. And I mean, yeah, there's still catch weights, there's still you know, work shoes, there's still a lot of things yeah. that uh, well, if you want to hide If you're good enough, trial, you can still make them run last oh. in the trial. Absolutely. Exactly. Just jump out and ease, you know, ease it down. You know, the, let the let the public yeah. sort it out. For Get themselves. your barriers certificate and follow them around. Yeah. I had an old man that was an absolute genius at it. The further they got beat, the better they were. <laughs> well, uh, even in back in the old days, you know, Tommy Smith or Ernie Smith, and we'd ride them in the trials, and we'd, we'd put if if they wanted to set one up, they'd they'd put that they'd put. That many lead bags on a horse, leave their mm. heavy shoes on and, and make you ride them out and think, oh, that didn't go very good. And um, you know, they were carrying 20 stone, uh, <laughs> some of them. Uh, you know, but that, that wasn't against the law. No. Guys, um, the text here on the text line about uh, uh, Russian conquest, uh, which was in the Jim Maloney, wasn't it? Uh, Waltz on by was obviously good. What did we make of yep. the run of, of Russian conquest? And was it unlucky? Should it have won, Dino? They raced in very tight uh, quarters there late in the race, uh, as a few of them did. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this form, uh, five of them within half a length of each other. But, yeah, in the context of this race, she could well have won. I think Jenny Jerome should have won the race for $31 chance. That ran second, she had to change path back to the inside. Uh, and I thought she probably should have won, but she at least had clear running late in the race where Russian Conquest didn't have much much luck at all. Okay. Uh, we've also got um, a text here on the text line in relation to Gentleman Roy in that Sandown Stakes uh, from yesterday. Uh, comment there, Dino? Uh, he was outstanding, and uh, for about 35 minutes, he looked like uh, the horse you'd want to be on in the Turak, and then I wish I win came out and just enhanced what he did at Caulfield. It was a better win yesterday, really, because he had to find a way to win, and he, he did. So uh, probably yeah, nearly the two top seeds for the Turek uh, have won the last two races yesterday. But, uh, yeah, General Roy was fantastic, and, and he'll probably be one of the leaders in the uh, in the Turek and give a great sight, and, uh, and I wish I win will be the one running him down. Yeah, uh, that was that was impressive, wasn't it? I wish. I mean, he, he just on that before we take a break. He just he, he looked like he wasn't going to to win, and then just finds a way. Didn't have a lot of room when you yeah. watched the head on, and once he got that little bit of room, uh, boy, he quickened down well, and uh, he was he was terrific. Ayrton was good. He's going to the Turak. He'll run well, and Bandersnatch uh, on his way to the. Uh, the big dance, having won, what did he win early in the year, the Tamworth Cup or one of those Tamworth, cups? Yeah. Yeah, and, jeez, uh, his, his run was good. Uh, he desperately mm. needs dry. Yeah, well, he got it yesterday and he ran well. I wonder if there had he got any thoughts about bringing that. He wish I win for this uh, Golden Eagle um, for all the money. The way he, yep. he, he was brutal, that horse. Yeah, no, Moody hasn't ruled anything out. but uh, His favourite for the Golden Eagle. Fa- so yeah. he should be. Okay. So he's now into favourite because there was that uh, overseas horse that was favourite and that wasn't it. Yeah, Light Infantry was equal favourite. Uh, so I wish I wins now a six dollar favourite for the Golden Eagle over well mm. Animo and Matsu both doubtful and Light Infantry the imported Galloper at eleven uh, at eight dollars each of three. And have we heard anything along the lines of Artorius? What's happening with Artorius? 
No, he's back in he, Australia, isn't he? He's back in Australia, but he, I don't think he did much in the uh, the Northern Hemisphere part of his quarantine. So I think he's he's just poking around, and if he gets to the back end of a okay. spring, uh, but I don't think he'd be up for the Golden Eagle. Okay, all right. So take note there. Uh, we might try and chat with um, Sam Friedman this week because he's mm. in that market eleven dollars at the moment. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. It's 9.32. When we return, we're going to look uh, back at Sydney on Saturday. We're going to talk about uh, economics in the heritage and also a couple of texts here about Nimmer Lee for Matt Smith and Regan Bayless in the Golden Pendant. Plus, we'll take your calls. Give us a ring. 13.53.53. You're on Punters Postmortem on this Monday. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. You most certainly are, and it is 9.34 on Sky Sports Radio. You're with uh, Ron Dovesey, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey on Punters Postmortem. And uh, Duff, we'll talk nimbly here, Matt Smith. Great return uh, from this mayor in the Golden Pen. And our eyes, Ron Espiona again, um, to see if she would be ripping down the outside, but you can't take anything away from the winner. She's just one tough mare. Um, She can use her. You can make a couple of runs on her in a race. She loves Rose Hill. Um, she's wet or dry, she's good. Um, just a foolproof mare um, who carries lots of conditions, so she's tough and and doesn't lighten off. So the backup may suit her um, next week. Um, whether her best forms at at Rose Hill, I don't know. I thought Palaya Pam was good. That's two stakes placings for her now, and she's uh, heading in the right direction. Pipali jumped down the ground with the right run, and uh, look, she is frustrating. Um, her supporters are. Uh, very frustrated with Espiona. She's had a couple of runs. She's done enough, but um, she has to live with that boom that's been put on her for 12 months. And um, it's stable, uh, really talking her up. She must be flying at home. And, uh, yeah, she, she didn't run bad, but uh, she, I think they're expecting more from her. Uh, Dino, if she drew a gate, Espiona, would you... Have expected uh, to go close, or do you think that was just a hindrance, or just just beaten on her merits? Oh, she sort of lays in and rolls about and does a bit wrong, and then she gets beaten far. You know, best time. The late second or the best in the race. Um, I don't know. I still go back to the uh, uh, going left-handed. Yeah, we're like just to see her, uh, yeah, back in Melbourne. in Melbourne. Yeah, we're just we're just losing you there for connection wise, uh, Dino. We might just uh, reset that line um, with the internet. We'll get to our caller, Adam, on line one. G'day, Adam. Hi guys, how are you going? Good mate. You on school run? Uh, no, we're actually um, just about to get to the Parramatta um, open training session. Oh, fantastic, mate! Taking the uh, the kids along. That's good stuff. Yeah, although I'm a Panthers fan, but somehow my boys are now Parramatta fans. Oh, well. Where we live. Well, it's you... devastating, but all good. Someone will be cheering on Sunday, mate. What's your question for the panel? Uh, just a plan for yearning. So I've been following it since, well, in the lead up to even at Thousand Guineas Wing when I picked it up at 30 to 1. Um, I've been waiting for it to come back. It ran really well first up in Melbourne, came second or third in the 1400. Um, I see it's nominated for the Cox Plate, but I was just thinking out of... It's out of Rising Romance. I thought something like the Caulfield Cup would be right up its alley. I think you'll see it on Saturday, won't you? I think Pikey's... Is Pikey riding in an, in an Epsom on Saturday? 
I'm um, not sure. I thought she, she uh, might be doing the mare's race. might be. Yeah, there's a few options for her. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if she's back in Sydney or staying in, staying in Melbourne. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion she could be in the in the Epsom on uh, on Saturday. Sneaking suspicion, and I think William Pike could be riding at 51. Mm. So possibly. Mm. That's what I was. Uh, that's what I was told yesterday. But one thing, um, Team Hawks, they'll have all options on the table. So uh, don't go launching. What in... hotel were you in yesterday, Dave? And what time were you told? <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't actually in a hotel. I was actually I was I was chatting to someone who you know very well yesterday, who was talking to a uh, a particular person. So anyway, it's one hundred and one dollars in that Epsom yearning. Uh, won't be you wouldn't think it would be 101 if it's a final field. By the way, on that final field, nine o'clock tomorrow morning, isn't it? Yes. So uh, we just got a text through from Brett Devine. Uh, the Epsom and Metrop final fields and barrier draw are tomorrow. So we will endeavour looking at the schedule. Uh, I think it's around 10:30. 10:30 at start. 10:30 uh, on Sky Thoroughbred Central yeah. and barrier draws. Yeah. So we'll have going greyhounds, of course, tomorrow at 10:30 on Sky Sports Radio. So we'll endeavour to probably afterwards at 11 o'clock bring you a, uh, an update. Glenn, not sure what you're up to, but I might try yes, and lock I'm you there, in. No, Perfect. no golf tomorrow. I've got to go for 30 seconds for the barrier draw. I might, uh, I might try and lock you in then for a little <laughs> chat about the market and the barrier draw at 11 o'clock then tomorrow, but we will bring you up to date. That'll be, and then the flight stakes uh, will be Wednesday. So Wednesday will be the flight stakes final field and the draw out. Tomorrow will be the Epsom and Metrop. Thanks for Thank your call, you. Adam. Good luck today, mate, um, with that uh, open session out there at Parramatta. Um, uh, text on the text line here, Duff, uh, back in Sydney, and wanting to know your thoughts on Opal Ridge. I think there's still one slot available in Kosciuszko. Maybe no, that ship is... There's two, pardon me. So Maybe that ship has sailed, but, gee, I didn't think Opal Ridge uh, didn't run that bad at all in the Heritage on the weekend. No, she, she got held up and should have got a bit closer, and the winner was very good. Um, yeah, it's open for debate, those last two spots, and her name's uh, right up there, I must say. But, um, yeah, she's a three-year-old filly. I think 1,200 will suit her better. You know, do you want to go with that form, or do you want to go with the form out of the, 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 the top spread race with Anathol? Um, you know, there, there, there's a couple of others there that um, have got some credentials as well. You know, Meg's coming out of group races, and uh, Fender's a good old... A good, I oh, know he's got a spot. He's, got, he's already got a slot fender, hasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I leave that to the well. I leave that to the slot holders. That's their decision. But um, they can wait a little while now. There's two slots left, and they can keep their powder dry and do their best deal. It's all about doing a good deal. You know, you might be, you might have two horses in mind, and uh, one may be saying sixty forty. The other one, the other one might be saying forty sixty. Uh, there might be some incentives there. There might be a reason why you want to go with one horse there or not. It's your it's your slot. Do the best deal for yourself. Uh, Munns, um, just having a look at that uh, that Kosciuszko market. Has there been any any movement? And now we've got these slots secured. There's just a text on the text line here. Yeah, I tell you what, Dave. The, the boys are listening in the office. Yearnings now fifty one dollars in the Epsom, and there was a hundred and nine dollars by seventy dollars at the hundred and one dollars, and now there's twenty six dollars each way at the fifty one dollars. So we do have listeners uh, there. Anyway, that uh, yearning there in the Epsom, uh, Kosciuszko. Well, the, the, the flurry is Dave more often than not just before the slots are declared. 
uh, if someone's got an inkling or they want to have something on uh, the runner there. But there, there hasn't been uh, massive amounts of, of trade uh, since the horses came out. Nemeth was very, very well supported uh, before it gained a slot, but uh, they handled that well because uh, one of the gentlemen, the part owners of Nemeth, uh, actually drew it. And I think they took something somewhere around the $51 mark about it. There's been very, very good money for Anathol, but it's yet to get a slot. Um, it's me. She, well, she was put in. Uh, she wasn't put into the field till quite late. I think after she resumed it in Brisbane, uh, she may have even gone in as a in the pre-noms market there. She is the most popular runner overall over Anathol and Nemeth, and then Edit. So the two Australian bloodstock horses, which is typical in the Cozzy, uh, they're usually very, very well supported. But of those, Anathol yet to get a slot. All right. Um, now, the next question we're going to go to here is Bella Nipotina. We'll go back to Friday night here, uh, Dino, where we saw Cool and Gatta win a Moya. Gee, the run of the second horse. Um, you know, there's a there's a couple of texts here about Bella Nipotina. If we're talking about Cool and Gatta's for a potential Everest spot, why aren't we talking the second horse? Because uh, she was huge. She was, Dave. Uh, she's going she going so well. She goes so well at the Valley. That's the one thing, though, mm-hmm. uh, that she really flies around the Valley. And you'd think the Manicato that she ran second in last year might be her race. But uh, on Friday night, yeah, she, she was three wide. And she had no, you know, Craig Williams had no choice from barrier 13. But tactically, uh, he, he totally uh, took um, Rothfire out of the race because he got round him so quick and then had him really neat and, and tight in the running. So uh, his chances were diminished. And then uh, Bella Nipotina went out after Coolangatta and just missed. Uh, it's a good race. Uh, Palerli was good late, looking for 1,200. Uh, September run was good late there too. Um, back to Flemington down the straight, or even the Manicato, she's, uh, she's ticking over okay. Well, the first five horses in the market in the Manicato all come through. Uh, the race on Friday night. Bella Nipotina is a $6 favourite for the Manicato. You've yeah. got Coolangatta, Generation, Paul Lely and Rothfire are all $8 chances. Because uh, that's a pre-noms market at the moment. Just on um, Rothfire, um, did you watch these races on Friday night, Duff? Did you have a look? Yep, yep. yep. What did you make of Rothfire, mate? He got a little bit tight in the middle there, didn't he, Dino? It's just, a, it's just a, such a hard meeting to review. With the inside lanes, you know. It was yeah, the inside a... lane was a bias. Damien Lane got a beautiful spot, one out, one back on Rothfire, and, and he'd sort of taken block. And no, I don't think he expected the Craig Williams to come round him three wide on the point of the you know the 600-metre bend so quickly. And then he tried to come out underneath him. It was too late. And uh, whilst Craig Williams didn't transgress, he just had him as neat as possible and just without any galloping room. And... Uh, I don't think Rothfire really liked it. And the one thing going into that race on Friday night with Rothfire was another run of the 1,000 metres. I think maybe looking for 1,200 now. So if you're liking for the Manicato, you wouldn't uh, drop off with that performance. All right. So we've got Peter on the line. G'day, Peter. Yes. Um, I would like to ask one of the gentlemen, and probably Dino would know, um, where Racehorse Blue Army is. Yeah, Blue Army was entered uh, about three weeks ago and didn't didn't accept uh, didn't run. He was scratched on race morning, um, so I don't actually know. Uh, we haven't seen him since, and I, I haven't seen him at the trials, so I'm not quite sure. Um, he's listed as active, 
so um, I'd watch for the numbers this week because he was ended with the 1400 at Flemington on September 10 and was scratched. And there's a 1400 again this Saturday. Uh, he still holds a nom, I think, for the Golden Eagle. And uh, yeah, so, but uh, yeah. He He's made, been off the scene a long while, hasn't he? He has. He hasn't raced since the uh, Sandown Guineas. I think he was. There was a chance he was going to be sold overseas, and whether that fell through and he was gelded, and they've uh, yeah been very very patient with him. And uh, tell you what, we might. I might try and get Mick Ken Junior on the the line. We'll just cold call him mm. um, because I wouldn't mind asking him about Rubik and how Rubik's pulled up. If you guys have got some questions Jack for and him. Rubik. Rubik, yeah. Rubik's very happy with this. Rubik is very happy. He's just um, poking a long line in his own business, Rubik. Um, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Extra 40 bears. David yeah. Rafael. Um, um, we'll see how Jack and O's pulled up. And also the... I'm thunderstruck. Yes. And just the thoughts there of... Where there has been a well, there wouldn't be a change of plan. They'd still be on that. You'd think that Cox Plate path, but just whether yeah, there yeah. would be a a thought in the back of their mind um, in relation to that. So it is a cold call to Mick. He might think it's the people ringing up to try and sell him the power bills. While we do that, uh, it's Optus. And, yeah, it's Optus. He hasn't paid the bill. Oh, um, just got his information. Just while there's a, a text here about Fine Point Duff, who we saw go around on the weekend, and also what you thought of the runner-up, Sabark, who's on its way, of course, uh, to the big dance. Yep, um, I thought uh, there seemed to be a lot of confidence about Fine Point um, on Saturday, and she ran according to plan and um, got in light there with the 53 out of the grade and was good. So uh, Chris says, well, you know, we held a ride up there, you know, with Fangirl and Hinged early on, so that speaks for itself. And um, she's matured into a lovely mare. Um, I like Sabak. He's my horse to follow uh, come November. I think that, that big dance is a beautiful option for him. He's a second, see, a second preparation import. He looked above himself. He ran well. And I think he'll, he'll train on from that. So, yeah, I'm, I think uh, asking about Sabak, they're on the ball. All right. Uh, we do have Mick Ken Jr. on uh, the line. And... Uh we appreciate uh, appreciate this cold call, uh, Michael. Thank you for joining us. You've got Ron Doversey, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey, and Dave Stanley with you. And mate, first off, Jack and O, how did he pull up from that uh, that win on Saturday? You must have been wrapped uh, to to get the victory. Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, it's an elite crew there this morning. Um, yeah, he, he's pulled up super. Um, yeah, shot out very sound for the vet. He left half a dipper, but that's uh, not unnormal. And um, had a swim this morning again, so he, he's, he's come through it really well, which is fantastic effort because he had to uh, put in a su- supreme effort from where he was, and um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's very exciting. Um, he's certainly standing himself with probably the best three out of his of his generation at this stage. Any closer to learning anything about a about a slot for the Tab Everest? Um, sure, we've had a couple of approaches, and uh, that'll get sorted out between the owners. Uh, and potential slot holders in the coming days, um, but but I would yeah, almost um, guarantee he'll be heading towards the Everest. Um, that certainly was mixed advice to the owners that we think it's the best option for the horse physically. Um, he's not a big, robust animal just yet. He's going to be a beautiful colt in 12 months' time. He's still immature. He's still a bit leggy. still shows a bit of rib, and we just thought the three weeks between runs, um, staying in Sydney, and freshening back up for 1,200 was a better plan rather than, you know, trip down to Melbourne two weeks up to the Guineas mile. So, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully they organise a slot and away we go. 
He's, he's now on the third line of betting for the Tab Everest. He's a $13 chance now and has just firmed on the back of that news uh, behind Nature Strip and Lost and Running. He, he's going to have to take on a couple of old hardheads, Michael. Oh, no doubt about that. That's It's going to be an extremely tough ask. Um, but look, he's he's ticked the Group 1, you know, stallion-making race box, I suppose. And, I mean, what he did was what only very good horses can do to sustain, you know, four sub-12 sectionals coming from a long way back, uh, all by himself. He had no one to cut him into it. So um, he's on the improve. He just keeps improving. And, um, yeah, certainly Damien Lane uh, here this morning at the trials has said he'll go and ride him at 53. So we've mm. got Damien's better confidence as well. And, um yeah, I mean, even if to run top three in that race, it would greatly enhance his profile as a stud prospect. So, um, yeah, you never know. Those big boys might have an off day and we might be the one uh, rattling home hard. Mm. Uh, Michael, does he stay in Sydney then or has he gone back to Melbourne and then you'll bring him back up? Or does he stay at Rose Hill with Gerald? Yeah, no, he stayed at Rose Hill and we're very appreciative of Gerald um, having us and I think he got a good kick out of it having um, trained Rubik, so... Um, yeah, it's just better for the horse that way. Yeah. Um, you know, travelling back and forth is, is not ideal for them. So staying there, our horses just drive there. And um, our man up there, Tim Study, who's been training him, has done a great job with him too. So um, I'm sure Mick and I will pop up during the next three weeks. But, um, yeah, hopefully it all, all, all goes to plan. Uh, what about I'm Thunderstruck yesterday in, um, in that underwood at Sandown? Uh, how's he pulled up and were you happy with the run? Oh, the, run, the run was very good, um, and he's pulled up super this morning. He's, he's a very, very sound, robust horse. He takes his racing well. Look, I mean, there's half length between four horses at weight for age in a tactical race. Um, <laughs> got to admit, I fell into the trap of um, listening to the radio. Wow, I bet Alligator Blood not leading. And bang, there you go. He was too smart. Timmy Clark, <laughs> he, um, he rolled early, so Zaki set off him, and he just backed it off, and they went 12 and a half, 12 and a half, 12 and a half, and then bang, hammer down. 12.09, 11.09, and um, they fatigued a bit late, but the damage was done. We were just too far off them. I mean, um, well, yeah, it's a tough one. The interesting part was the last 100 metres, Mwanga came back on us and uh, we ran fourth. So it's hard to know if we get a strong 2,000, but we want to find out. So we'll definitely go to the might and power of a 2,000 and hope to ride him in more forward and, you know, see him in third or fourth rather than back last and, and, and from there we can um, decide which way we go. Okay. If, if as, as that is a fork in the road, so obviously if he runs a good 10 furlongs, you, you go to, to the valley. But what's then plan B? What, what would you then be thinking of if he didn't? Um, if you made the decision right, he's more of a, a more of a miler. Yeah, so the program in Victoria is fantastic for that sort of thing. If uh, you had any kind of question, then you could go three weeks back to the mile in the Champions Mile, which is a $3 million race on stakes day. But um, at this stage, very much the plan to go to the Cox Plate. I mean, they are the horses plus Animo, and he certainly um, he ran super. I mean, from where he was, it was just a near-on impossible task. They, you know, they really can't run much faster. So um, he, he ran very good. We've left plenty of improvement to come, and uh, I think um, I think you see, see he runs very well in the mind power. All right, and still on track for Ayrton to be up in Sydney at some point? Yeah, so because we missed the um, Rupert Clark, it probably puts us you know, out of contention for the Turak. It's 13 days to a mile, and um, he had a good blow yesterday. So we're, we're 
we're likely thinking that in three weeks' time he'll front up in the five diamonds prelude. Uh, I mean, amazing prize money, a million dollars for five-year-olds. Um, he'll have an entry in Melbourne on the same day because he hates wet ground. So if it's dry, I'd say front up there with our playboy also in that race. Um, otherwise, he can go to get a race in Melbourne. But he's, um, he's going well. Good to see him um, go properly because his trials were hard to get a guide on with that with those wet tracks. But, um, you know, he was um, exposed a bit earlier than the, the winner, who's a very smart horse and was a bit fitter. So it was a good run by Ayrton. Uh, just for my own information, I know he's in the paddock, uh, but was there more to uh, elations running the Memsey? I see uh, be straight out in the paddock. Did you find anything, any excuses for that? Uh, we did dynamic scope. There was a bit of instability, so we'll have to work out what we do there. Um, we, we, we brought him back and we trialled him. He just didn't trial well enough, um, Duff, like he, was, like he wasn't going well enough to go, go and win the races, so just uh, put him away and look after him. He's a I mean, going into the Memsey, we, we thought he was the one over Thunderstruck. And, it, you know, Jamie had said to us that she thought it might be the best horse she's sat on. So they're big claims and, and we believe in the horse greatly. Um, but as you know, they're not robots and um, they don't always uh, perform to their best. So we'll just um, give him time and hope that he comes back properly. Okay. You've got, um, obviously, a, a really nice young group of horses coming through and you had a nice group of three-year-olds that have turned four. You've, you've won a Golden Eagle um, as a stable. Have you got something this year that you'd like to try and target that race with, or is it um, a bit thin this year? It's thin for us, unfortunately. Okay. Um, we won't be up there for that race. Uh, Daisy's has got an entry, but she's probably going down the um, the mare's path, but where we could think about that one. Um, I'd say Kieran's horse, light infantry, is extremely hard to beat. It brings that form. But, no, we've, we've got some nice derby horses like Kadatsu and Artzina, who you'll see this Saturday. And um, our Coolmore stocks look good as well with um, what you need, uh, grand impact and views. So, But, yeah, unfortunately, no Golden Eagle horses, boys. Any other questions, boys, while we've got Michael on the phone? Duff, Dino, Munns? Yeah, all covered off. Perfect. Congratulations, Michael. Well done on the weekend to you and Mick and the team. And look forward to seeing, hopefully, Jack and O line up there in uh, the Tab Everest. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate Cheers. It. Michael Ken Jr. joining us. Thank you for... Very, very impressive young man. Yes, very much so. Um, so, um, any... What was that price again for the Tab Everest, Glenn? For uh, $13. Jack and so 13 and that's trimmed up this morning? Yes. 15 into 13 All right. So, so Nature Ship, obviously, 210 favourite there still. Yeah, I'm just trying to... I'll just scroll down. Dave is about $385 on it. Uh, 400 now. 400 by 305. Okay, all right. That's one thing, Dave, about having the system here, because your phone can't tell you those figures, as you know. That's right. Uh, we go to... Mate, it doesn't work for us anymore. You don't need to worry about that. Um, we go to the Ark. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Munz. Um, we go to the Ark. Um, what, are we, uh, what are we thinking? Mark Zara gets the call-up. We see that Huey knocked the ride back. You'd love to see her go well, wouldn't you, Dino? You would, yeah, and last run was at least encouraging. Uh, and uh, her staying prowess is, you know, 2,400-metre-plus record has always been uh, a, you know, a sweet spot. So, uh, But, yeah, great opportunity for Mark Zara, who won a Caulfield Cup on her, and uh, to you know, probably tick one off the bucket list and ride in an arc. Doesn't mind a trip, Mark. He ducked away for he the He loves to travel with... last year, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he just travels everywhere. I mean... He, there's one thing getting him over there. I, I, 
I don't know if we'll get him back for Corbett of Guineas Day. He likes it. Uh, we might have one more caller coming up here, possibly, uh, before we get horses to follow. We've just got uh, Tanya um, on the line, and it is sorted. Uh, good morning, Mark. Another one. G'day, Dave. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Look, Dave, question for Glenn. Um, normally I talk about horses to follow and horses that I see on the videos, but I actually want to ask Munz about uh, pre-nomination Betty in regards to, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I really like Zoo, um, Zoo Tigers run, for instance, uh, on Saturday. In fact, I think it was good enough that, yeah, if it ran another good race in the Asian Corsal Giddings or something else, it had a, a rough chance in a race like the Cox Plate uh, over 2,000 metres with the weight it's going to get. So my question is, because it's a, uh, not nominated, is it something that TAB might look at that if it's not been nominated, that the person has a bet on that horse uh, might have a chance to get their money back because it's, it hasn't been paid up yet or they don't even know what they're going to do with it. As I think John O'Shea said yesterday, he doesn't really want to take it to, to Caulfield. But my belief is I think the horse on that run on, on Saturday, which was to be one of the best uh, trials for anything, whether it be the Everest or whatever, for three rolls, and his run was enormous, I think he's had have a, a really good outside chance in a race with a Cox plate with the weight that he's got. I just wanted to know your thoughts about that, please. Well, with all in markets, um, if a horse doesn't nominate, we, we don't price them because all in markets remain all in at all times. So if they don't run, you do your money. We have priced horses up before that haven't been nominated, but they are priced up on or after connections have given the advice that they will more than likely head there. We put the horse in with not nominated next to its name, but becomes yep. in an all in market. So you're still taking the odds uh, that the horse A pays up and then B has to win because as soon as it's put into the all-in market, even though it's got not nominated, it becomes part of the all-in market. So therefore, if it doesn't nominate, therefore it doesn't run, you do your money. But we, we very, very, um, uh, I'm trying to think of conservative as to putting it in not nominate. We just don't put it in not nominated for the sake of putting it in. Well, well, we have well, to get a fair indication of connections that they are going to pay up for it. Well, why have you got Jackano in the market? There's no way in the world he's going to go there, and you've got him there in the market not nominated. Yeah, so come on, Munns. There's, there's, no, there's no excuse for, for, for putting him in because they've got an in, inclination that he's going to run out of Cox Plate. Yeah, well, uh, I, I didn't even know that. I'm just going through that Cox Plate market now. Into him, Duff. Get into him. $35 on into uh, our, our cabin and $100, $190 He'll on He'll be sending they, emails They now. must have given some sort of indication Give that them they their were money going back. to go to the Cox Plate. <laughs> Give them 190 back. Mm. <laughs> In my day, when I ran it. <laughs> you would have given their money back, yeah. And returned um, 33%, I must admit, yeah. What do you say about modern pundits' muns? Are they conditioned not to lose? Well, they, they, you know... you. you and going yes. on that situation, Dean, I've never seen a bigger promotion than what happened on Saturday where a Tab fallen into line with everybody else. Uh, yes. that, was the, that was the best one. Your horse didn't have to run wherever. No. Your horse basically only had to get out of the barriers yes. on Saturday in the first two races at Rose Hill, the first two races at Mornington and the first two races at Toowoomba. Mm. Uh and they, you know, the first two races in Sydney were the Tab Highway and the Tab Midway. You know, mm. they were holding Group One type money at races <laughs> that were run before twelve thirty in the afternoon, 
where they were holding roughly three to four times what they would normally hold. There was, a, I think, the first race at Mornington, did you have it six runners or seven runners or something? Six. With a dollar forty chance? Five. Yeah, dollar forty chance, yeah. Yeah. Well, it held seven figures. Um, you You've know, got to so, give most so of back, though, but Muns. No, they handled it well. They uh, they cuddled the favourite and uh, the dollar forty chance, and it was all right. Uh, on the six races they won, I can tell you that now. The money they held was phenomenal uh, for those six races, the first six races of the day. So uh, the mm. one of the most successful promotions. But of course, you're back to lose. You get your money back. Uh, all it did was give everyone uh, the opportunity to bet throughout yep. the day, and the holds were definitely up on Saturday. Uh, I've got a uh, well, slightly well. I think it's pretty funny. I was laughing my head off on um, on Saturday, but it's a good feel good story for your muns. You know how people ring up and give you uh, a spray. Well, not a spray, but they're asking you these questions about the uh, the betting, mate. Um, I was uh, at a venue on Saturday watching the AFL Grand Final and, and having a punt, and this gentleman came up to me. His name was Brad. And uh, he was quite, you know, a big fan of, of listening to 2KY and Sky Sports Radio. And he said, I really want to thank Munns. I said, what for? And he said, uh, he's been following you with your horses to follow. This is no, this is no G up. Uh, and he, uh, he got some new chompers. He's got new dentures, thanks to you, Munns. <laughs> Beautiful. So, he's got a new set of Ballarats. He's got oh, that's, the, that's the new Barry uh, Beef. Don't tell me he was a South supporter, Dave. And he, he really, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, we, we never got that far. But, but he, or he, he was that keen to, to show me. I don't know what the rest of the pub was thinking. I was lined up at the EVT, and I thought it was half a G up. But he's pulled the Barry Beef out, the new dentures, and he's gone and he's holding them, and he's said, "Here they go." <laughs> this, and he said, "That's thanks to Glenn Munsey." And I he's went, "Probably been following the strategy, Dave." Well, and, um, that's what I mean. And if he was listening yeah. to Punter's panel on Friday morning, he may have had something on the first winner smooth spree when we said, "If the track <laughs> is dry, if the track is dry, if the track is dry, make sure you have something on it." It was only eleven dollars to kick the day off. He didn't. He did. I don't know if he got stuck into the uh, the rib fillet. Uh, he might have just been. No, um, might have just been the mash. Might have been on the mash. But he was very keen to show me the dentures, and I, I, I kept saying, "Is this a G up?" And he said, "No, no, no." He then wanted to produce a receipt. I don't know why oh, he wanted geez. to produce the receipt, but they were out and about. That's for sure. And uh, I just wanted to make you feel good, man. So there you go. You're not not only not you're not ruining lives. You're helping people get new chompers. He yeah, actually lost his actual teeth on, on the gyps a couple of years ago. But, <laughs> He's yeah. back. He's back. Yeah, if, if, if anyone's out there been following the tips and they might, you know, be looking to get some plugs or, you know, a new rug yes. or something like that, you know, they'd be beautiful. Yeah, yeah good. Hey, yeah. some hawk um, Yes, Dana? Can I just ask about a horse from Saturday, Duff Coat? Uh, in normal times, I would have thought he's a carbine club horse. He should have won easily Saturday. But would he be like a Bondi horse now? Would he go yeah, something like probably. that? Yeah, probably. He's just got to come back a length. He's got to he does. He's a bit get keen. that aggression. Very nice horse. He, you know, very hard to go Wednesday to, as Glenn will tell you every week, mm. very hard to go to Wednesday to Saturday, and especially a maiden. But um, And taking on older horses. Yes. And yeah, no, he's it was got a very high-pressure race, that race. Uh, yeah, he's a... If he comes back and learns how to race, um, race sense, he's an interesting horse. He's a... Very interesting. Well, learns how to jump. He nearly jumped him on Saturday. He was going that easily to the line. No, he was cruising. And uh, your good mate, uh, Dave, of course, Luke Marlowe, where we were spotted at Coogee Beach with Tommy yesterday, and he said, Tommy, uh, that ride on Cote there, 
He pointed towards the water and he said, get in the sea. Yes. Yeah, good to see all the boys there with their shirts off. Didn't invite me down. Didn't want them yeah. to... Well, you've got no tough stickers, Well, I didn't, Dave, they, so, they, they, you know, yeah, didn't want you. me to show them up, see? Yeah, um, you got any hidden tough stickers there that the well, boys you Well, know you know what I love about those blokes with all the tats? Um, I, I said to them one day, I said, what are, they, what are all these about? Couldn't tell me. Would not have a clue what uh, yeah, is on. Got this one at three Don't they look good when they're about 52? Yes, yeah. that's what I can't wait for. That's right. They'll be bruising. Yeah, got, got this one at four o'clock in the cross. Um, got this one at 6 a.m. and yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Can you please tell me, there's a text on the text line, can you please tell me what's going on with your live radio feeds online? Can't get any consistency with the apps, etc. Um, the No name on that text, but my best advice would be the Sky Racing website. You can listen to, if you just Google the Sky Racing website, you can hear the uh, the Sky Racing feed, uh, the Sky Sports radio feed as well. And the new Tab app, it's also on there as well, down yeah, the man. bottom. You can yeah. also uh, jump on and see not only the vision, but you can also have the radio feed. And this will be podcast as well a little bit later on. So to that person there, my advice would be the Tab app or... The Sky Racing website. Horses to follow. Duff, what are we following? Um, cool Lad. I know there was a three unlucky horses in that midway, but Cool Lad's a... He was a run short. He's got... I think his timing's right for him to win one of these midways very shortly, and I'm going to stick with Sabark at this stage, uh, heading towards the, the big dance. I was, went to watch the replay of the um, AFL final yesterday. I didn't bother, but... I must say, no, what, about that, what about that Robbie Williams? We're going to get him. How much does he cost to get? We might get him here for the Everest. Better than the yeah. director million. we've got. How good was that? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. Was, he reckon to be a million. Well, I know they've got uh, boys, a band for the Golden Eagle and the Big Dance called Rudimental. Who? Uh, well, What's I know you say you couldn't get Bruno Mars to play uh, really loud from no. the, the footy stadium. Well, Rudimental's best chew and be feel the love. Feel the yes. love, and oh, you would it's you would know I'll it. Google it. Yeah, you would know it. Is it an upbeat tune, Dave? Can you yeah. bop along to yeah, that? Yeah, you or can. Put it this way, Muns. I'll put it this way. When they come on the stage, all of you blokes will be standing there watching them because you want to see what's going on. I'll be I getting out the car park. I love the bands. Get out the car park. <laughs> Munns, yeah. you're be burning turf in the top deck of the. Uh, no, I reckon Muns. Muns, I reckon you'll be front and center, and you'll just be going. It'll be you'll be winding back the clock. When, when are they on, Dave? Uh, they're on Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill, and they're also on the Big Dance. So there's been no announcement yet as who will be playing at, at the Tab Everest. But I'll tell you what, you know, we laugh about uh, and have a joke about, you know, the, the bands and whatnot. Uh, the same venue I was at with, the, with a group of mates, there was uh, the Better Halves were there, and they all wanted to know, and other people who don't follow the racing as hardcore as us, they wanted to know who was playing and what was on. And, and they all knew about this China Doll thing, which you're going to, Duff, uh, on Everest Day. They all knew about that hospitality. Um, it's a shame they didn't know, you know, they couldn't tell me apart from Nature Street what was in the race. But you know what? At least we get them in the gate, and then we can try and get them talking about the horses. But they all want to just go for that stuff, and you've got to cater for it. So, um, now, uh, more horses to follow. We've been through yours. No, we haven't been through yours yet, Dino. Uh, a couple from Friday night, uh, Chris Waller horse uh, that you've seen up there, eponymous. I uh, thought he was terrific. Might have been in the best lane, but uh, geez, he's ready for 1,400 and ready to win. And uh, Virtuous Circle ran really well in the Stutt Stakes, and he's a big, strong horse. He might be the derby horse. He's going really well. Liam Howley, just a second, third-season trainer uh, in his own right. Of course, he trained at Macedon Lodge uh, with Lloyd Williams, but... Uh, He's got a really nice horse here going towards the derby. And Munns, your horse is to follow. 
well, if you missed it at Goulburn the other day, Celius for Godolphin, oh, yeah. one of the biggest wins you've ever seen uh, in a maiden. And I'm not sacking Star Tontes out of Saturday, Dave. She never had a great deal of luck, I didn't think. No, she hurt herself. She knocked herself about there with lacerations all over mm. as well in that incident. Yeah, and my little my little Nelly in the first year, Jal Mari, the poor thing oh, yeah. that's been crucified. That bloke end up with no teeth if he keeps back it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, that, that's just the, that's the rating system. He went from a fifty four rater uh, to a seventy odd rater for running in the the Carbine Club. There, he's won yeah. one race. And he's got to carry 63 kilos now in Class 2s and Class 3s. He's screaming out for about 1,800 in a wet track. I, I, honest, honest, that is dead set true, that happened. I've, and I never thought I'd be lined up at an EBT trying to get on in the golden pendant and the bloke pulls his teeth out saying, thank you, can you thank Glenn Munsey for these? I've yeah. seen it all. I've, seen I've, it I've all. had a few, Dave, that have uh, females that have said thank you for these too and they weren't Popping the teeth, teeth out. <laughs> no. uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Ten past ten. Have a great week, boys. We'll catch you next Monday. Uh, Ron Doversey, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey. See you guys.